Hey guys, it's me. Not that you were expecting anyone else. Anyways, Gaming After College has a sponsor. I know, right? We're getting with the times. It's pretty exciting. Anyways, our sponsor of today's episode is Anchor. Anchor is a brand new service that lets you make podcasts, and they make it very easy to do so. All you need to do to make a podcast is right there on their app and right there on their website. On top of that, they handle automatic distribution of your podcast to various different platforms. So you don't have to do anything with RSS feeds. And then they look for sponsorships for your podcast with absolutely no minimum amount of listenership, which is great for me because I think I only have five of you guys out there listening to my beautiful voice and uh, keep going. Thanks, guys. The best part about Anchor, it's absolutely 100% free. So what are you waiting for? Go and try it out. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gaming After College, the only podcast that helps you manage your gaming time and your busy life. This is your host, Manny, speaking. Today, we'll be talking about something that I have yet to talk about, and that is handheld games. Let's get started. Okay, so basically this episode is just going to focus on handheld games spanning across three different systems. I will give a very quick shout out to the PS Vita. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the 3DS, and then obviously I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Nintendo Switch. Um, so if, if you don't own any of these three systems, then uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, if you're interested in these games, please listen. Um and if you know, if you just want to listen to my voice, and uh, I, I greatly appreciate that, and I'm flattered. All right, cool. So the first game I want to talk about, um, well, actually, no. Before you even continue on this, uh, I'm gonna give quick, very quick reviews on the games, what they're about, uh, how long to beat, and that is it. Um, th- this is another one of those short episodes where, like, maybe you have a 3DS lying around you haven't used and you you want to use it and uh, maybe you have a long commute and you're in, stuck in a carpool or stuck in the subway all day um then definitely this this is something that you, you'd be interested in maybe don't bring out a switch in the subway um I, mean, I guess it really depends on what city you're in but i wouldn't do it here in la but my point is definitely these are for those who are always on the go don't have a lot of time to game to game at home on an actual console let's say you're traveling a lot for work this is definitely an episode for you all right, cool. So I'm going to get the easy stuff out of the way, uh, mainly because there's not much to say about it. And I could talk about it for a whole episode, but I'm not. Um, and that is the PS Vita. And the PS Vita, so PS Vita was Sony's attempt for a handheld game. I do not know if they still sell them in stores. Probably not. I believe production in the US has ceased, but on in Japan, they're still making new PS Vita games and PS Vita consoles, I believe. Uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, but there is one game that stands out for the PlayStation Vita that is uh, my favorite game of all time. So it was a PlayStation 2 game, then they... They didn't remake it. They took that game, ported it to the PS Vita, and added a whole bunch of new stuff. And that game is Persona 4 Golden. And that is my favorite game of all time. So Persona 4 Golden is just like Persona, like the Persona game, right? You There's like something going on in the world. You show up at this town because you're from out of town. And you live like a high school student. And um, 
you know stuff goes down pretty much and you you find your you find out you have a you have a persona uh and you use that persona to uh to fight crime pretty much uh that that's what persona 4 is mainly about there's a big overarching murder mystery going on and uh it's also a lot of fun uh it is my favorite game of all time <laughs> and it's actually a very long game so i'm gonna skip right to that if you want more information about what a persona game is or what a persona game looks like definitely check out the persona 5 episode i believe i published that back in june or may um persona 5 is the latest persona game to come out and it's come out for the ps4 and i believe the xbox one definitely check it out it's a grpg um on a handheld system for the ps vita so uh not, not persona 5 i meant persona 4 uh so definitely check it out but anyways how long to beat so for me jrpgs are really valued based on how long does it take for me to finish this game and oh my god this one's a doozy so you know you're you're in the subway you're playing a ps vita people are looking at you funny because you're playing a ps vita how long how many hours of your commute are you going to spend playing this game if you're just interested in completing the main story, which is amazing, you're looking to spend about 70 hours of your life playing this game, which is great. <laughs> uh, in my opinion, a game that is cheap, like Persona 4 Golden, which it probably is cheap, uh, given that the Vita isn't really made anymore, 70 hours is a steal. 70 hours of your life exploring a whole new world and exploring a whole new story is amazing. You're, now, let's say you want to do some of the extras, so you want to get every persona in the game or you want to complete some of the dungeons in the game that aren't required. You're looking at about 87 hours. Isn't a huge jump, right? Cool. Here's the thing with persona games. Persona games, typically, if you want to get everything, you can't really do it in one sitting. You can't do it in your first game. You're going to have to do the new game plus. So... <laughs> A completionist who wants to get everything in the game, you're looking at around 143 hours. That's insane, but also so worth it. <laughs> oh man. But anyways, this game is a lot of fun. The animation is, is, is great. And the voice casting, granted some of the voices changed for Persona 4 Golden. Most of them stayed the same. The voice acting is amazing. So definitely check that out if you're interested. Again, it's a JRPG. You will spend a lot of your time on it and you will spend some time grinding. Uh, but if that's your deal, go for it. All right, so the next console I wanna move on to is the Nintendo 3DS. And I selected a few games um, that are widely popular for the Nintendo 3DS. And again, these are games that are, um, that, well, I think they're great. So again, this is the opinionated podcast. So if anyone has anything different or anything they want me to look at, please, you know, um, email me at gamingaftercollege at gaming, uh, email me at gamingaftercollege at gmail.com or send me a tweet at GAC underscore podcast. All right. So moving on to the 3DS games. All right, cool. So I'm going to review uh, a few P uh, 3DS games. Um, well, technically just two. Uh, so granted, the 3DS is a powerhouse in the in the the world of handheld gaming, and a lot of the older games, um, like the old school Pokemon games, like Yellow, Red, and Blue, um, or maybe even Ocarina of Time uh, from Legend of Zelda, those games have been ported over, and they work rather well. Um, I did end up buying the remake of Majora's Mask and uh, Link to the Past on 3DS, and those games are absolutely amazing. So those two games. Um, are games that you know 
If you're a Legend of Zelda fan, definitely grab those two. They they don't cost too much anymore. It's been years since they come out. And um, for how long to be, it's a Zelda game. So you're looking at around probably 30 hours or so. I'll include a link in the in the show notes below. Uh, but that's actually not what I want to talk about. Those actually came up just now. <laughs> uh, I did want to talk about uh, Pokemon. Pokemon Sun and Moon, which are the latest iterations of the Pokemon franchise. Um, not including Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. That game is more of a spin-off game. Uh, and I will talk about it just a little bit in the Switch section. But for the latest core games of Pokemon, Pokemon Sun and Moon are pretty great. They're set in island nations. So think of... Um, uh, Hawaii, for example, there's like a set of uh, there's a, there's a nation that's just comprised of just islands, and um, so think of Hawaii if it was a nation, and they, they changed a lot about this game. So there there's no more gyms, not really. There's a there's totem tests, I believe is what they're called, where you pass the test to uh, to advance to the next uh, gym, and uh, there's like a trainer challenge, but there's no like. There's no gym with Elite Four, and I think the Elite Four is actually in this game, my bad. Uh, there's no like gym system where you get all eight badges. Uh, however, this game changed a lot in the scope of the core games, like the gym thing, for example. And it also added a lot of different Pokemon, new Pokemon, and changes to existing Pokemon. So they're like Aloha versions of, of uh, like Raichu, for example, who's also a psychic type in this game. So it's pretty crazy. It's a lot of fun. And um, this game can either take you very little time or it'll take you forever, uh, depending on how you want to play. Uh, there's lots of replayability, obviously, because it is a Pokemon game. And also, if you have previous Pokemon games, you can install Pokemon Bank onto your uh, 3DS. It's about $5 a year, but you can save all your Pokemon from all your other games onto this bank and then transfer them into Pokemon Sun. So, uh, Or you can just have them for a collection because, you know, you got to catch them all. Uh, this game itself, I played it a few years ago when it first came out. It came out in 2016, I believe. And, um, like I said, it's a lot of fun. So if you're looking to just play the regular game and, you know, start your own Pokemon adventure in the island nations of, I'm, uh, Alola, that's what it's called. In the island nations of Alola, um, you're looking at around 32 hours. So that's pretty much average for a Pokemon game. Uh, you start, collect your Pokemon, train them up, beef them up, and uh, you, you just explore the game. And there is a storyline in this game with a whole new brand new Team Rocket-like sort of duo. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, definitely check that out. If you just want to get the main and the extras, extras being all the extra different type of Pokemon, maybe even some shiny Pokemon in there, uh, you're looking around 54 hours. And if you want to get everything this game has to offer, really get your money's worth, even though it's been out for a while now, you're looking at about 118 hours of your life on this game, which again, is pretty good. If all the time you have to game is handheld and you're on a commute every day, that's actually not bad. And uh, that, that's actually gonna take up a substantial amount of your commute, which is great because you can just enjoy your commute as best as you can. The second set of games I want to talk to, uh, I want to talk about in uh, 3DS. In my opinion, they're the type of games that you should be playing when you're on a commute because when you're on a commute, you don't want to be in a high-paced battle and then there's a sudden stop. Or, you know, what if you're in a bad part of town, you know, and you don't want to like lose your focus. So the, these next games that I do want to talk about, they're more like text adventure games. 
and I really hope I'm not turning people off when I say that, but they're actually really great puzzle games. And those games are the Phoenix Wright games. So Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, uh, is, uh, is a game where you play as Phoenix Wright, who is an attorney, and you solve cases uh, in the game. Uh, so you don't go out and like, actually no you do. So it's not a third person adventure, it's more of a first person adventure, but you don't go walking around. This isn't a, a uh, open world sort of game. Instead, it's more of an investigative uh, text adventure sort of game. So in the beginning of each game, you're in the courtroom and you're presenting uh, a client who's being faced usually for murder. It's almost always murder. And you have the court record that has all your evidence. You have all this um, all this testimony, the autopsy report, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And as you're playing, you know, you got to cross examine your witness. The witness gets examined first from the uh, prosecution. And you, you, as a defense lawyer, you got to um, cross examine them. You got to trip them up. You got to uh, you you, you got to ask them questions that they weren't expecting. You got to present evidence or present objections. So if you find a hole in their objection, I'm sorry, if you find a hole in their statement and you have supporting evidence in your court record that, you know, says, hey, wait a minute, this guy says that the power was out from three to four, when in reality, the building supervisor gave us a notice saying that the power was out from five to six, you can you can say objection and uh, point this up. And then the 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 uh, story changes after that, after you point out that objection. Essentially, you want to acquit your your um, your client of all crimes. And, you know, usually 100 percent of the time, usually they don't do the crime that they're up, up on the stand for. So there's a set of games when the, when these games first came out, these games came out for the original DS a long, long time ago. And you can actually get all three of the original trilogy, the Phoenix Wright trilogy for the 3ds with updated graphics um i actually ended up buying it for 30 dollars. so that's three games for 30 dollars, and they're they're just big puzzle crunchers that that's what they are they're it's a puzzle solving game and it's a lot of fun um <laughs> actually one of the things i find hilarious that you can do in this game is when you find a flaw in the witness testimony and you you find that objection Instead of presenting the evidence via button clicks, you can actually just activate the mic and say the word objection. And <laughs> let's just say it's not something you want to do in a crowded subway, plane, or just anywhere in public, really. But let's look at how long to beat, yeah? So you're looking at three games for the 3DS. And again, you can buy this uh, from the uh, from the store. Actually, I think you can only buy the trilogy collection from the Nintendo store. I don't think there's physical copies you can get. Uh, granted, you can buy the originals if you want. Um, they're probably gonna cost you not a lot, but you're looking at about all three games taking you about 60 hours, which is great. So you have uh, the same characters in each game. You have an overarching story from each game and it only takes 60 hours to beat. Uh, if you want to look at the, the main plus the extras, and the extras aren't really that much extra. They're um, cool little Easter eggs you can get and maybe some uh, some interesting evidence you can look in side stories you can you can glance at. You're looking about 70 hours. And if you want to get everything, you might as well at this point, 73 hours. Uh, so not not too bad for a uh, for, for three games and you're, you're on your commute. And again, uh, How Long To Be classifies this game as a quote unquote visual novel. And 
you can get this game for 3ds and even for the for for the ios so for apple products if you like uh but this game is is great it came out in 2014 the collection um so you can probably find it for some really good deals on the nintendo store and even if you can't 30 dollars for three games 10 bucks a game that that's a pretty sweet deal all right, moving on to the last section about of, of this episode, and that is Nintendo Switch games. So I know I was talking about only handheld video games, and a Nintendo Switch isn't really just handheld, it also works as a console. So to counteract that, I'm only gonna be talking about games that work a lot better in a, uh, in a I'm sorry, that work a lot better in a non-docked style of playing. So I haven't had I haven't found too many games that work well in this in this game mode, um, but I'll go ahead and name quite a few. I'll name I'll I'll go ahead and name a few, and I'll spend some time talking about at least one of these games. And so and as always, I'll include all the links for the how long to be in the show notes. So one of the games that the Nintendo Switch had almost when it first came out was Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley is a game that came out a few years ago and you play as a farmer there is a, like a story in this you own you inherited your grandfather's farm in the town of stardew valley and uh there's a lot of rpg aspects to it you basically grow your own your your own uh, corn and your own your own uh, vegetation as the game goes on and it, it is actually a lot of fun um <laughs> uh, if anyone's ever played those old farmville games it's kind of like that but it's just a lot better and the animation is what really makes it really nice for me because the animation is 8-bit style animation so it brings it really brings you back to the old school days of gaming and it works phenomenally well as a non-docked game so uh, I do have the how long to beat for that game. I don't want to spend too much on this game because you 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 write your own story in Stardew Valley. You you can get married. You can find interesting things in the mines. You you do whatever you want and you build your own farm from the ground up. Granted, a game like this sounds pretty perpetual in nature. It sounds like you'll never be done with it, which I mean, it's probably true, but there are things you can make and buy and grow that take some time. And if you're really looking for, you know, just the main story, quote unquote, you're looking at about 50 hours of your life. And that's pretty awesome. If you're looking for a little bit of the extras, you know, you want to get every, you want to get some of everything, you're looking at 83 hours. And then finally, if you want to get everything this game has to offer, and I mean everything, you're looking at about 131 hours. So there's a huge gap um, in, in that. Um, and start, and how long to be is averaging these hours at about 75 for all the user entries. So 75 hours of game time. So that that's pretty on par. I played this game, I, de I didn't finish it, but I did give it about 20 hours of my life and it's a lot of fun. It, it, it actually really is. Um, so do yourself a favor and check that one out. And then the, I think the last game I want to talk about, because I think I'm running short on time here, um, is Super Mario Kart. So I don't really have to say much about Super Mario Kart, and if I do, then I'll be actually pretty amazed about it. Um, <laughs> so Super Mario Kart 8 came out for the Switch um, at launch, uh, similar to uh, uh, Legend of Zelda. And for those of you who are not, who are wondering why I'm not talking about Legend of Zelda, it's mainly because Legend of Zelda. I uh, Breath of the Wild, I played it in both dock mode and non-dock mode, 
and good lord is that game really hard to play in a uh, non-docked mode. All the font is so tiny and so... It's just so hard to read. It is, it isn't worth the, the trouble in my opinion, which is why I don't, um, I, I, I didn't, which is why I didn't mention it in this podcast as one of the viable options. However, Mario Kart 8, uh, in my opinion is, is a great game. It came out at launch and just the graphics on this game, both handheld and dock mode are great. And the controls are a lot more easier to use, um, when you're using the joy cons, especially when they're in close, close proximity so just like in the handheld mode and uh you know you're not gonna there's no storyline in this game it's a mario kart game at the get-go you already unlocked all the characters um you haven't unlocked all the options for the cars though so so there's that you unlocked all the tracks already uh so there's that so the game gives you everything it already knows like look this is a game that you want to play against your friends this is a game that you want to play uh this is a game that you want to play, you pick up and you go and that's it. You don't want to unlock everything. So we gave you everything minus some of the cars and stuff like that. But all the characters are there and all the tracks are there already. So how long to be has uh, about five hours for the main story. Maybe that means you play each each cup. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, their main plus extras, they have it as 17 hours. I don't know how they're getting that. But the completionist is one I can agree with because... Completionist means that they've gotten everything. They've unlocked every little thing they can. And how long to beat has that at 37 hours? Which sounds pretty on par because a lot of the unlockables you can only get after you collect a certain number of coins in the game. And the coins are collected based on rate on each race you do and each cup you do. So and how well you do in the cup. So it, it can probably take you a while depending on your uh, your expertise. All right, guys. Well, so I think that pretty much covers everything I want to talk about. I talked about a little about a little bit about the PS Vita games, 3DS games, and Nintendo Switch games only in handheld mode, uh, which has been the highlight of this episode. Uh, again, if you have any sort of questions or comments, concerns, please send me an email at gamingaftercollege at gmail.com, or you can tweet at me at GAC underscore podcast. And uh, thanks for listening. This is Gaming After College, and this is your host, Manny.